Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome to a Beautiful Mind Podcast. I am your host, C. Patrice. Let's dive right in. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. (laughs) To another episode of A Beautiful Mind. This is A Beautiful Mind, episode 3.5. And we have my friend, your friend, our friend, Alex. Hello. Alex, say hello to the people. Can I do it like ASMR like? Do whatever you would like, my love. This is your world. Hello to the people. I'm here. Yeah. Can you hear me? Give them more. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, Give them more. Give them like at least five seconds. Okay. Welcome. Yeah. My name is Alexandria. What are you? I'm here with Chelsea today on episode 3.5. don't say that Alex Alex was not drugged everybody is okay but I did not tell her okay why am I whispering okay (laughs) wow you got into it though hello we We are here in out of that character and into a new one okay so yes we did smoke this Mike Tyson joint which I forgot that like when I first was introduced to this joint which was probably like when I first moved in here um i was like man i want this to be a part of my show because i want everybody to come here and i want somebody to smoke this because i know it gets conversation going because oops i forgot to tell you so mike tyson like developed this this uh this cone based off of this experience he had when he licked toad and like it's a little psychedelic so I don't think there's anything like legally there cannot be anything psychedelic in this experience, but I'm not going to lie. The first time I had it, I experienced like psychedelic things. She's right, though, because I feel it. It's, I'm sitting here and I'm just like, oh, wow, this just hit. It almost makes me think of like smoking like the moon rock. Mm, but moon rock. Austin. Yeah. Ah, so me and um, Alex are twins pretty much we met in austin um the things we bonded on initially were like pretty pretty wild um and then obviously we're the same sign uh, which showed in many ways um as we would go on to uh, learn each other but um even to the point where like her parents invite me over for uh, holidays like Christmas and me and King are in some of their family photos and they are me and King are in some and we had yo let me tell you <laughs> how we had matching pajamas and I had no idea they were wearing silk pajamas like they're just themes. they have themes so Alex's family yeah. is the cutest can Aww. I talk about how cute your family is yeah sure I will go say for that, it like talking about how cute your family is is kind of scary online because then people think that like They'll come trying to be with you. No, they cute, cute but they don't. They they not they not gonna just let you in. Hey, people, please stop doing. Yeah, please, they, they won't let you in. Hey, so yes, but Alex's family is super 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 cute, and every um Christmas or I don't even know it might even be every holiday, 
They dress up. <laughs> they dress up. They do something. Definitely every holiday they do something. Do. Even the made all the made up ones, they don't care. Like get together, let's do it. For what? What? Whatever. We just like to eat. We together and we're eating. Yes. Like it's a reason for us to eat. We go eat. It's the cutest, and I just fit right in. I look just like one of her, one of her mama's kids. Like you, do. you look like I you, my look mama like child. I could have been right on out of Terry. You oh, do. Can I say your mama? That? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> dang! Okay, Give it all okay. your business. <laughs> what? No, but, but yes, for real, though, she looks like real. she is definitely like related to my mama. Like yeah. my mom's size, she looks like she could definitely be one of my cousins and like her sister. The crazy thing is, is like. That Christmas, I had just had some, I just bought these silk pajamas and I brought them to her house and then turns out the whole family was wearing silk pajamas because that was the theme. But sometimes even had the silk pajamas. Chico had silk pajamas. Yeah, Chico. R.I.P. Chico. R.I.P. Chico. That was a real one. Um, but yeah, me and Alex met in Austin. Uh, do we need to talk about our experience in Austin? That could be a whole episode in mm. itself, to be Girl, honest. Girl, our experience in Austin. That like, was... Yeah, Austin is a world of its yeah, own like give in Texas. A- Alex, just give your three minutes or less. Austin, I'll just say though. this. Austin was a great place to move when you needed to get out of, like I was living in Houston. So it's like getting out of Houston, going to Austin and being by yourself and kind of just learning and growing. But the folks out there are weird. Like if you meet, no offense to anybody out there, but if you meet a black person from Austin, they marbles are not I, in all the baskets. I, Oh, <laughs> like if you black and you say you from Austin, I am taking three steps back because oh, ain't none of y'all right. But let me mind my business. Anywho, <laughs> I use the girl one, y'all. Okay, so I just realized that I have to get my guests headphones because they can't hear the experience. <laughs> and Alex was like, "Girl, it's gonna sound like because I have sound pad things now. Like y'all heard the, yeah. Actually, when I downloaded the girl." And added that to the sound pad. I called Alex at night and I was like, yo, I think I'm about to cancel on this date because I want to add this. <laughs> I want to add this. I want to add oh. this clip to my fucking sound pad. She's like, what clip? And I explained the song and I was like, I want that part where he goes, mm, girl. girl. <laughs> I want that part. I want it. And so here it is. Girl. You know? So like, I'm excited. But she, I can hear all these like tones and she can't because she doesn't have headphones and she was like girl it's gonna sound like or like it feels like you're in a party all by yourself and i'm like oh my god my yeah. bad so yeah it's like, i, I way, have guys. a headphone and i don't know if i'm like breathing in the mic or nothing no i will definitely let you know okay. but you're doing so well okay but yeah next time headphones my bad but we'll do a whole austin episode maybe yeah because and you'll have headphones lord austin is his own thing it i is. haven't even talked about austin so yeah Anyway, <laughs> um, so, but with actually talking about Austin, that's actually why I brought you here. Because from Austin, you, me, and another friend, and another friend, and another friend, and several other friends all decided to just go Leave. move back home. Yes. Like, from different states, mostly from Austin, though. Like, a lot of the black people who were there for, like, because I was there for, like, five or six years at that point. Yeah, I was, I was in Austin for four years. Yeah. So, I, I that's why I brought you here because I specifically wanted to uh, give some attention to moving home 
at 29 as I come upon the year of moving to Dallas. I have a couple of questions for you. Okay, go Just for it. Just to get you started. Go for it, go for it. So, um, do you have, what was the deciding factor for you in moving home? So, for me, it was, my lease was about to end. And at the time, I did not like my job. Like, there was things about my job that I liked, but as a whole, I was not happy with my job. And I was like, okay, I need to find another job and I need to move out of this apartment at the same time and move back to Dallas. Okay. So if I said that that was a millennial mindset, because a lot of us were at the time thinking that because it was just during COVID though still too, right? So like, I think a lot of people had that like fight or flight. Mm -hmm. Is that what we could call it? Um, Do you feel like you would let yourself be generalized like that? Or do you feel like it was bigger than... Like, uh, everybody was doing this and it just made... No, I definitely think it was bigger than that. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, like I said, I was in a position in which I wasn't happy in Austin. I knew I didn't want to stay there forever. And um, it was like, okay, figure something out. So I started applying for jobs. I started interviewing. Um, my lease was ending. And finally, I got a job at the right time, right at the end of my lease. And it just kind of worked out. It was just one of those things where... God stepped in and said, okay, you want this? I'm going to give it to you. Right. And it worked out. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I think when I made my decision, I, I like, asked a whole lot of people. Like, I don't, I don't, oh, I know you kidding me. I honestly didn't, like, uh, man, I thought I just deleted all my little notes. I thought that, um, I don't think I asked a lot of people at first I think it was just me and my dad Mm -hmm. he was like and he is still till this day I actually was just talking to him oh I actually owe him something he low-key still got me working for him so man I went home and had to work for my dad a little bit yeah this man low-key still got me working for him like actually I don't know maybe he doesn't I don't know but like yeah man like I owe him something right now and like he still be on the type of time where like we talked today and he was like, hey, why didn't you send me that paper? And I, I was like, so. I'm like, am I on payroll? I, girl, minus that, he, it was also like, oh, um, what did he do? He was like, I was like, no, cause you were supposed to send me some information. And he was like, well, why didn't you remind me? You know, I got stuff to do. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> man, boy, like this man, boy, let him he tell said, me I, I don't do nothing. Do. Let him tell her I don't do nothing. You know how I used to be always telling Lee she ain't got no job? You ain't got All no job. All my daddy tell me is I ain't got no job. You 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 ain't got no job, got no job really. Yeah, I ain't. <laughs> you know, I be doing stuff. Like, you ain't got no job, but we really don't no talk no about job. it. But I be doing stuff. But I ain't got no job. But yeah. Um, yeah, life's crazy. Um me and my dad talked about it and because COVID so it was just a good idea for me to come back home and like help him as much as I could mm-hmm. I don't even I don't even have the time to ever discuss how fully I don't know I think that's what I wanted to know like also okay so since we're in there now um did you have any like expectations in moving back home that you felt like weren't met Ooh, yeah i 
I'll say this much. I thought that moving back home, I was going to like sit there and moving home. I was a lot more focused on my new job for sure. But also moving back home, I had this expectation for myself to, you know, start back up with my business and do this and do that and do all these things that I started neglecting in Austin because I wasn't happy. And instead, I got home and Why I became happier, like you were but I got unhappy. comfortable. Why do you feel like you were unhappy in Austin? Mm. Partially, it was COVID. You know, you kind of stuck inside by yourself. Everybody was unhappy um, if you were alone. And then on top of that, I did not like my job. I think that played a big part of it. And um, I've been away from my family in a sense where when I turned 18 and graduated high school, I never went back home. I didn't go home for Christmas break and summer breaks and all that. I got an apartment. I had my own space. I was working. And I think I got to a point in which I felt like, dang, I miss my family. I miss my parents. I miss being able to just see them on a Tuesday if I felt like seeing them on a Tuesday. That's fair. Like I said, she has an awesome family. I would definitely be like, yeah, I'll go be with my niggas. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I feel. I was like, I I can do it. I can do it. And then on top of that. They was on survival mode, too. They was plant gardening and stuff. We had an apocalypse garden over there. We had an apocalypse garden. Like, they was ready. You know, I would want to go be closer to that, too. Yeah, but I think Austin, too, was like everybody else was moving. So, like, the people we were friends with were all leaving as well. And, um, yeah, I think I was the last of the, you were the last of to all leave. of the people to leave yeah. who left. So I think that played a role in it. And, um, I'll be real finding like relationships in Austin and things of that mm. nature you're by yourself. It's like, mm. we're mm. not even going to talk about that. We we can't like, we, it's we not cannot. anything to talk about. It's not, we there. cannot. No. So. But that's looking to be everywhere, right? Because you yeah. also lived in Houston. Yeah. I also lived in San Antonio. I also lived in, like, I feel like I've been everywhere in Texas. Why do I keep holding on to Texas and being like, oh, no, not this city. Oh, no, not this city. Oh, no. Like, what am I doing? Because but there also, are great people Texas. out there. Because the thing is, there are great people out there. But I will just say this. Being in Austin, I was just in a place in which coming back to Dallas just felt more comfortable. But my expectation for myself was to come back to Dallas and do all these great things. Mm. And I came back to Dallas and I was super comfortable. So I mm. did nothing that mm. I thought I was going to mm-hmm. do except save money. I saved money. Okay. That, that was one of my it. things also. Like, what do you think? Um, okay. So how many outside opinions do you actually think you took? And Okay. So wait, wait, wait. Before I get into outside opinions with you. Um, so I specifically remember... This one time we went and did a, ooh, I didn't tell you we was going to talk about this. It's fine. But it should be fine. It'll be fine. It's fine. Um, so when we did that, like, Christian prophetic reading, you remember oh, that? Oh, that was a tough day. You remember oh, that? Oh, my God. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those moments where overall the experience was just very, very, I don't even know the word to use for it. It was just an experience. But then I remember that day in general, I was already having like a really bad day. Really? Yes. That was the whole day I got those calls. It was it was just a mess of a day. Mm, and that would so, make a lot of sense. So it was like, I was already having like this rough day and then we go to this and it was like, oh, this is the perfect timing for it. It was letting go of a lot of different things that you were holding on to and um, it sounds crazy, but I think that was when I realized I was almost ready to go back to Dallas. Like, I used to always say I would never move back to Dallas. That was a big thing for me. I'm never moving back. Mm. I'm going to always go somewhere else. Mm. And I think after mm. that day, I was like, 
I could move back home. Like, mm-hmm. I could move back to Dallas. There's something there that I need to be filled with before I can go and explore other places again. Mm-hmm. Whether it's my family, you know, personal growth, other people, whatever. But there's something that needs to be filled in Dallas. And so I need to go back there. I think that was the first time I realized I was ready to go back home. When you said filled, what do you mean? Like, filled with, if I need to be filled with more love around void. people. I was a void. void? Yeah, it was mm. like a void that needed to be filled. Yeah. And I knew that it had to be done here. So, yes. So I kind of thought, it's crazy. Because, like, you mentioned filling the void. Yeah. And I would definitely say that I'm about to eat some watermelon, y'all. I mean, it's not watermelon. Y'all, like, I cannot. <laughs> okay, so. Fuck. What were we just talking about? A void. Feeling void. Man, so I went home for the same thing. I also had a void because relationships weren't working out for me. So I was like, man, fuck this shit. I can't live on no nigga. I'm finna go live on my dad. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, I'm literally about to go, go home and go, you know, make him smoothies and help him work out and do this, do that, you know, because, like, my dad's old. So like I'm like you know I need I want to be involved if I could. So you thought right like mm-hmm. thought 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 you was thought you thought you thought you thought and that's so funny because like you know my dad used to say a lot of stuff that's probably like things you shouldn't tell your kid like that's your that was a problem ain't nobody tell you to think mm-hmm. like this was one of those moments like that's what he used to get to me. oh so you over here doing all that thought and stop thought yeah like why who told you to think. Mm-hmm. Anybody tell you to think? <laughs> I told you to do. Anybody tell you to think? <laughs> like, damn, you know, like growing up like that, like, oh my gosh, don't say those things. But like, still, this is definitely that moment. Good bitch, you thought. I thought I was gonna go home and do that. Turns out, like, my dad also had just got married. That like a couple months before, and like, granted, this is to somebody who's literally been around for like thirteen or whatever so amount of years. And I'm like, really, y'all had to, y'all need a honeymoon phase? Like, what are we honeymooning? That, like, that was so crazy to me. I remember you going through that. Bro, and I was like, why y'all got a honeymoon phase and y'all been together y'all, 15 years? I'm not years. gonna lie, that shit ate me the fuck up. It ate me up. It tore me apart. Went home. Yeah. I did a lot of self-reflection. That's all that is. Like, I did, I went home and I just looked at myself because I had to. Like, this was, I thought I was on my last person, right? Went home. So something very specific that my dad told me that like really made me like I think it lit the the spark up under me was like oh like we don't even know each other and I'm like wait what yeah I was like what you're my best friend and you're like I don't know you you're my best friend and he's like no what I don't even know you okay so you say Imagine. that and it's so crazy because that's Imagine. one thing I realized moving back home was you think you know people in your family like your parents your siblings all of them so well and then you go back into living under one roof with them after you have no idea 10 plus years of you not being no there idea. and now you're a grown-ass woman at you this no point idea. and these are all grown adults as well and you're sitting there and you're like i don't know you as well as i thought like Girl. i'm learning so many different things about you as a parent or just an individual like i'm learning more things about you as a person now i hadn't been back home I had since no i was 19. yeah and i didn't realize 
until now, like after, you know, doing all that self-reflection, I realized when I was at home, how much time I used to spend not at home. Yep. I used to not be in the house because like. Or you'd be isolating what? yourself. Or I'm isolated. Yeah. Or I was isolating myself yeah. if I was home. But most of the time, I was at my friend's house, kicking it with their families, having a good old time. <laughs> Picking my mamas and daddies since I went. <laughs> they let me call them by their first name. They all level with, you know, one thing I appreciate about every adult that came my way in my childhood, they all leveled with me. Every mm-hmm. single one. And it was so cool. Like, one of my best friends in high school, her, me and her mom were so cool. <laughs> like, I tell her, like, I tell her happy birthday on my friend's birthday. Like, I tell on my friend's birthday i tell her like congratulations <laughs> thank you for birthing my friend because then it helped me me too <laughs> like this, this day was is about us. you this you is, put in the work you put in the work you and i see work. that sis i see you i see and she's also a sagittarius i'm pretty sure say something about those sagittarius man, man 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 even into our adulthood like we yeah. don't stop this <laughs> this like shine you see it don't stop sorry like it keeps going um, but yeah, man, so going home was like a real kick in the face. It really sh- made me see how much like I didn't actually like being home. I didn't go home thinking home was going to be great. So I brought up the prophetic reading because I actually had got another one before I had went back to Milwaukee. And she was like, don't go back home. She was like, I do not see that for you. I see um, that you are bringing light and you are bringing sunshine into whatever you're doing next. And you said being home is gloomy and dark. And you talk about even the weather out there, you never get any sun. Like, this is not it. She was like, that's not what I see for you. Don't do that. You know what's so crazy? I remember you telling me about that. Uh, her telling you not to go back home. Right. And I feel like one thing you did was you asked a lot. I feel like you asked quite a few people their opinion that's why on you I asked you home. how many people did you talk I to? Because I think I involved so many motherfucking people in my life. Let me tell you, I did not, I didn't involve anyone. Uh, it was, I it was invite strictly way my, too many people into my shit. No, I didn't. I didn't ask That's anybody. That's crazy. It was strictly my decision. It was, I want a new job. I'm making the decision. I want to go home. I'm making the decision. I didn't ask people their opinions. I didn't sit there. I sent my parents an FYI. I'm moving back home. And then my daddy said, okay, what's the date? <laughs> and I said, this date. He said, okay, that sounds fine. That was it. No, and, and you know what? I thoughts. had the conversation I had with my dad went exactly like that as well. Yeah. Along with he also expected meals and this and that. Like I will say one thing I can do is cook. And she I know that because my daddy says that I can cook. So I'm like, bitch, you're there. So, you know, but he expected that too and then at some point me and my sister had to remind him because like at the same time we want him to be a successful husband as well like Mm -hmm. he's at that point where like okay if you doing this then we all like cool like so we sat him down and was like you need to be looking at how your wife is going to respond to this because we don't think that this is going to actually go over well she's actually probably going to have an issue with it so you should look at other options and but fortunately, that's so crazy for her to feel some type of way about you cooking. Like I get the idea of like, oh, you got your grown daughter coming back here cooking for you all the time, and I'm your wife. But at the same time, it's almost like, yes, his grown daughter that's been away for X amount of years. I'm here then, for a short like, time, not okay, a long time. So like, Chill out. I'm gonna say that I realized what the what the deal was. You know, I've romanticized that relationship because you know that that's how I survived. <laughs> 
that's how I survived being growing home in that kind of environment, um, which was just like not emotionally available at all, which is just the person I turned out to be. And so like Mm -hmm. when I entered into a relationship with someone who was like extremely emotionally available, only emotionally available, um, it really made me look at myself and I actually wanted to do better because I wanted I didn't realize that I was withholding love. And I was like, damn, that's fucked up let me realize why I feel like this is okay. Because at some point I think I told him like, oh, um, that's just how I am. And like, I then repeated that same conversation. I had the same conversation with my mom. I was like, oh, um, this is how he is. And you know how I am. She's like, oh yeah, you know, you have no emotion at all. You have no emotion at all. Anybody I know, you have no emotion at all. You can't deal with it. And historically I can't. And like, but it's like that shouldn't be the responses. And at this point, we've grown too much to let our response on certain things that we know are bad traits be. This is just how I am oh, instead of fixing at, it. At some point, you gotta realize I just said I said that shit out loud. I said yeah. it out loud. This is just how I am. And then ever since I said it out loud, I started questioning why the fuck why does that have this? to be? I can why? Fix this. Why is that who I am? What yeah. the fuck happened? What the fuck happened? Went home. Daddy said he ain't know me. Boom. Went inside. Went inside. Did so much work. Realized where all that came from. So I got the book out. Like, peace out. Mm-hmm. And, like, I really did let that, like, okay. power my my journey after that. So I have a question for you then. Do you feel like moving to Dallas was your best decision? Right. 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 <laughs> right. Right. I was say, do you think Dallas right. was... <laughs> like do we i have no idea like it's such a catch-22 because like i knew if i can't like the kind of things that i was gonna deal with emotionally i knew it i was like man this is like i know i'm gonna get i know it's gonna be a lot if i come back you running into the fire i know it's gonna i'm going head first i'm going into the lion's den I'm going into the lion's den and it was no place that I wanted to be not really and I I've always hated Dallas I've always hated Dallas because it reminds me of Milwaukee like any place about Texas the first thing I would say is I hate Dallas I don't care where else just not Dallas and I knew that I hated Dallas because it was like every time I would hit um wherever that um outlet is when you're on your way to Dallas from Austin Oh, um, Grand Prairie? No, that's not Grand Prairie. No, it's another uh, um, Waco. Off the highway. I, I, don't, I no. think so. I think it's uh, it's, outside, it's outside of Baylor. Yeah, it's Waco, yeah. Waco, Waco. Yeah, so over there, that's right after that. Then the driving started getting a little... You know, you got to start... You got to sit up right on your, on your steering wheel. Like, people probably get in my car and I be right on that motherfucker. And I got to because y'all be really like... y'all will see that the traffic is backed up right like because we all see that we all see everybody's stoplights on right y'all still going 60 miles an hour y'all still going 60 miles an hour until you on my ass that's the weirdest shit i ever experienced in my life people in dallas so like that's the weirdest shit i never took a driving test right I did. Y'all don't take driving tests i didn't take a driving test when i was in high school okay french heritage Okay. I did not take a driving test. Like what? So all I did was I did the written permit. 
This is Boy, the. We had a time lapse. And then I did quote unquote parent talk where my parents had to sign off on some module saying that I could drive. I went to my driver's license pictures and they gave me a driver's license. That was it. I took one test. My parents signed a piece of paper saying that I passed their parent taught teaching of how to drive. They got rid of it now. Did did y'all have like a written test? That's all I did was the permit test. To get my permit, that written test, that's all I did. That's insanity. Yeah, that's all I did. That's crazy, y'all. Because we took a whole test and sometimes we took them tests in the winter. Like in a full-blown tundra you want to talk about some snow be up in wisconsin driving and having a parallel park um in the snow know how to use your uh, i am the best driver y'all hey not gonna lie to you this other day i was getting on this um there's this and there's this uh what is it called merge when you get on the highway that's super quick you maybe got like 30 feet max and i'm not even lying to you it's quick as fuck (laughs) and um and it was raining hard as shit. And I hit the rain. I didn't think it was raining so hard that I couldn't go the speed that I needed to to catch up with traffic. So I was going like 40. And I hit my car's rear wheel drive only. I hit mm. some of the rain, started hydroplaning so fucking hard. Like the hardest I've ever hydroplaned in my life. And I'm like just whipping my wheel because I'm like, if I if you don't, don't I'm going to hit the median. Yeah. I'm gonna hit do 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 do. This is gonna be an accident. Yeah. Unscathed. Unscathed. Okay. I am an excellent driver because I drove. I had to test drive in the snow and take real tests. Like we had to sit through class for some negatives, but I'm sure that there are a lot of positive things that came from being back home. Like you said, you saved money, which I would say I saved more money than I've ever saved in my life. Mm-hmm. Cleared up. So much debt came back, bought a house. Mm-hmm. Like, I, moving back home, it was six months. Like, from th- then on, I was, like, an advocate for a strong six months. Like, anybody, for, like, with, for, like, the last year, if you talk to me, I'm like, look, a strong six months will change your life. It will. A strong six months of whatever you want to do will change your life. You know what's so crazy? When I first moved up to Dallas, I told my parents, I'm like, I'm only living here for three months. I can give y'all three solid months. That's all I need. Blase, blase, blase. Those first three months went by so quick. I was like, okay, yeah, no, I need, I'm going to do six months. Mm -hmm. That six months went by so quick. So quick. I said, okay, one year. And I was very dedicated to that one year because then I started feeling like, why am I still here? And so once my one year came and I moved out, me and my sister moved in together, it was like, okay, this is fine. But a strong six months of being at home, the amount of money that you save insane insane or even just being in a position to where it's like using your money on things that are more important that you haven't been able to use like paying off credit card debt that's all it went to that's all like all it went to was paying off debt debt. every dime i made for um, you know every dime i made i was working okay and i haven't stopped working since i'm busy you know (laughs) I'm a working woman. I'm busy. Leave me I'm alone. a working woman. I'm done. producing episodes and producing games. Leave me alone. Oh, you forgot. You also got, you know, all the yeah. other things you got going as well. I'm <laughs> freaking massage therapist. Use My a, mind is active as fuck. Use a boss. Man, which I'm so glad that we are now 
I'm like, okay, because we also didn't talk about um, Dr. Pat. Yes. So we have to talk about Dr. Pat. Um, Y'all, first off, Chelsea's storytelling skills and Dr. Pat, chef kisses. Just such a good job. And then she gave us a little ASMR in it. And then she gave us a little bit of like, Chelsea, where the hell you going with this in it? It was... Thank you. I'm just going to just put that out there. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you. I I also say I surprised myself. That shit scared me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Like, that dream was on my head so much because, you know, I, I couldn't... I felt like I literally couldn't get out of it. Mm-hmm. This was a dream, y'all. And I really felt like I could not get out of it. I kept waking up and I kept getting thrown back in. It was insane. I was like, I got to do something with it. Talk to my mama. She was like, that sounds like it could be a story. So here it is, Janet. Here's your story. I hope you appreciate it. Here's your story, girl. But um, you know, I um I also realized or I forgot that like at some point I thought podcasts were cool. So like I think this is cool. Mm-hmm. But I think I really love the audio drama. Okay, so I also love audio drama. I like love I am I am a audio drama at junkie. At some point at like I stopped listening to regular podcasts like yes. cuz y'all talk about the same stuff I'm finding on social media like yes. cool. But like this ain't your mama's podcast. This ain't that. No. This ain't that. I really think I like doing audio dramas and I think I want to like work on changing my voice better. I think you should like like I said the storytelling that you did on Dr. Pat was really good yeah and then on top of that drop audio dramas so when i'm working i listen to them and i get too deep into them i was like what was that? okay sorry like you'll be able to hear like the the person whoever, driving by that was so random oh my gosh out here man um audio dramas yeah if you can really just get into a story and stop forgetting that it's me Cause like I think that's what people are gonna have to get over is mm-hmm. that it's me, mm-hmm. like y'all not gonna want to take it serious because it's like, oh, what, the, what is Chelsea talking about? <laughs> because if you know me, I'll talk to you like this. <laughs> okay, but the thing is, like I think people sometimes forget I that your this audience shit happened to me yesterday. <laughs> but you have to also remember, like your audience <laughs> isn't always like the people that you're the closest to. So it people can't who know, be. yeah, it so can't like, be. I don't want to know none of y'all. <laughs> Your audience isn't necessarily your audience is the random lady who's working from home and yeah. wants to put her earphones in yeah, and she's, she's like, like oh, damn she's spicy as fuck yes. <laughs> that is your audience base. I want my shit to be spicy I think people get uncomfortable realizing like your audience isn't necessarily your friend circle it and that's a great be. thing like, yeah it can be and like yeah like it was <laughs> so yeah I was just in the tub reviewing the other episode and then I was like, damn, I should make that shit into a story. And I was like, damn, let me see if I can. I was like, well, so much. I had already written out that morning so much of the dream. I was like, man, let me just fluff this shit out. Sat here, dry as hell, straight from the tub. Didn't put on no lotion or nothing. It was terrible. <laughs> Wrote that shit out. Four pages. Knocked That's out four crazy. pages. And then recorded same night because then I got 
like paranoid that somebody's gonna try to take it because i was like no nah, this shit too good i was like what just Somebody happened gonna pop through my window i was like they nah, gonna this shit this. too good bro something's going on something's going on something's going on i gotta record this shit tonight <laughs> it's gotta go tonight and then i was like nope it gotta get off my computer it's gotta go live today like put i did this shit all in like six hours and it you was just like in that moment girl what alex look i wrote this shit walking king today I'm about to show you how long this is. And um, it just, it like, because storytelling has never been hard for me. That's not the problem. I'll tell you some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to just make individual bullet points to remind myself to think about something like that and can't stop having the full conversation. Like I you can't really, stop having the full you conversation. You wrote all this while walking King. I was at Girl. the I was at the dog park. Started listening to Stevie Wonder. I was listening to what song is it? Village, uh, Village Ghetto City, and in the song he talks about um, how like children are children are like eating dog food like that. You no, know, they're like people are eating dog food now. Starvation's run its track. Like he just talks about things that happen in the hood, and like so every verse gets like progressively worse on how bad the hood is, and like. I think that made me just think of more stuff. <laughs> like between that and the beat, I was like, damn, this man's just sitting here storytelling in mm -hmm. this song. So I picked it up and I just started writing some stuff. And I think it's really good. I think it's really good. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. And it's actually what's so crazy is actually episode three. Um, and it, I haven't even written episode two. Yo, I'm on my Kanye. Please. Can I, okay, wait a second. So how is this episode 3.5? Out of it. Oh, okay because i shot an episode three um what was what's today thursday i shot an episode three on monday or tuesday mm -hmm. and we both had our dogs and the dogs was doing way too much this time man like burping and shit <laughs> like <laughs> it just kept throwing me off because i'm like already high and i'm just like man I mean, hearing them in here and out there, and I'm like, man, what? Like, get the fuck out of here. And they just kept going. It was bad, so I'm probably not going to use it. But I might use it as a bonus track, so that would make this episode three, and then that the point five, or this the 3.5, if that's the okay, three. Okay, 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 okay. Because I might got, still do got. something with something, but I might just scrap the whole thing. That was really annoying, and it wasn't needed. We actually talked... We talked about some conspiracy on conspiracies on Queen Elizabeth though, mm. um, but I don't think I like how I had to structure that, so I don't think I like that. Um, I don't know. Okay, so wait. So what other positive things came out of movie? Because <laughs> we we completely shifted. Um, saving money for sure. Um. Or did we? Did we say everything? I really like saving money was a big one. I think that's the main thing. That was to the be main honest. one. And that's yeah. what I told I was like, them. I'm not even gonna sit here and try to go deep and be like, oh, it, you know, I felt it was really that. So like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did the healing. I I did well. I thought I was done healing. Come find out I was not. Come find out it was a whole. It's like an ongoing thing. Life. Life I will is. say, <laughs> some of my void was filled being at home. That I mean, like you have yeah. a freaking awesome thing, but. Like I said, I feel like that that void of wanting to like be loved on by family and realizing like 
I wasn't looking for um, like a romantic love at that point in my life. I really needed family type of love, you know. Mm-hmm. Damn, this like that's juicy. the that's what I needed. So I think that was a good thing that came out of it. That I realized I didn't. I wanted to be loved on, but not romantically. Mm. Mm. Dang. So I think I'm just realizing that. Really, I want to be loved on, but not romantically. And that's something. So, like, when I talk about stuff that I write out, sometimes I talk to my exes in my phone. Damn. But I do. I talk to my exes in my notes. And um, one of the things I had wrote out is just, just, like, some really old shit. But it was, like, telling one of my exes that I felt sorry that he met me at a time where he only wanted to be hugged and Mm -hmm. I wanted sex. Mm -hmm. Because then, like, I was feeding him in a way that he didn't want that wasn't actually going to nourish him mm. and like i didn't realize that now that that's where i'm at definitely like i and i'm getting that so much with massage like massage i mean everything as soon as i got to i got to dallas in like october i think i signed up for massage school and doula stuff in december it was like on christmas yeah. like i just came here and threw myself in some shit and it was like future dated like i set myself up can it was like come um come january i was getting an email like oh yeah remember that massage stuff is around the corner and i was like whoa okay and it was like a week after i had just got my doula um certification okay but don't you sit there though and think about that and dallas being a place in which you always said i wouldn't want to go there i wouldn't want to go there but then Dallas being a place where you came to, and then all of a sudden you finally emerged yourself. Never grown so much in such a in like an amount of time. Yeah. So for me, for instance, that's how I felt with Austin in a sense, where I felt like Austin forced me to grow up, and I put myself in a situation that was so uncomfortable because I was like, Austin, who wants to live there? And it did grow me up to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, But I feel like for you, you came to Dallas after being at home. And then it was like, okay, I'm going to do this because I want to do this. I went home. It didn't fill me the way I thought it was going to fill me up. And so now I have to do the things that I know are going to make me happy. Man, maybe one day we'll all level with the fact that we all know why I came back here. But, <laughs> but we're not going to go there. we're not going to go there. But, you know, like, I wasn't get the love I wanted there at home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, this is why I take to finding love in the streets. So back to the streets we go, bitch. And I really gave it a shot. I'm not for the streets. So like I'm finna mind my own business and I'm finding that being able to talk, finding a way to now talk to my friends Mm -hmm. and do something like this is filling me up. And like, I think more stuff like this and like book clubs and everything you can do a lot with the Dr. Pat. This next stuff that I wrote. I was gonna say you can really do a lot with that for sure. So much, and it feeds so much. Like, it's the fact that there's conspiracy in the show. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that, like, it's the fact that Kanye's president. It's the fact that Ye finally made president. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, you know. We let him save the world first, so he's got ten years. Figure it out. He can figure it out. He'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. Oh, wait. 
Her and these buttons that can't nobody hear. Let's tighten this shit up. Um, is there anything about being back home that you would have done differently? If anything. I think, okay, I say this much. I think that I would have been um, a little bit more vocal with my parents in the sense of um, what I needed from being at home. Mm. Like, I would have. Because mm. like, that's number instance, one. Closed mouths don't get fed. Yeah. Everybody think, got their own shit going on. Yeah, Every, I think I should have That been was the bottom line for more. me. My dad had just got married. Gotta realize, girl, he got other shit going on. Yeah, I think that I should have said more so what I needed from them while I was at home. And I didn't do that. So there was a lot of opportunities in which I missed out on. As well as um, I came back home because I feel like I needed more structure. Whereas now I'm grown. Like, they're not going to give me no structure. But I feel like if I told them, like, hey, look, I need y'all to hold me more accountable in certain areas of my life right now. Mm that they would have done so but instead i felt like i couldn't ask that question i just mm. need to do it myself without noticing like i'm here because obviously i need y'all's help right so take advantage of saying like hey hold me accountable and tell me when you see i'm not doing something or when you notice that i said i want to work on such and such and i'm not doing it tell me to go do it it's it's being willing to have those awkward conversations because it's like how do you even approach something like that yeah how do how, how do you tell someone when you're 28 like, hey so I'm coming to you and this is what I need. Okay. Yeah. I need this, 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 this. And I pretty, I definitely did that with my dad. I was like, can we get here? And I don't know. I think I got a maybe, but like ultimately, you know, like ultimately mm -mm. maybe every once in a while. I do. I will say that like, you know, things have gotten better, especially that I'm gone. But obviously, you know, expectations are still, there's still a great boundaries. My boundaries still need work. Yeah. My boundaries still need work. I think that I've worked so much on certain boundaries that it's very hard for me to get people to, to allow people to cross them when it's a boundary that might be something that's unnegotiable. Mm -hmm. And then I have other boundaries that mm -hmm. at times I don't respect at all. And it's just like, girl, well, that's definitely stop. unnegotiable. Romanticized relationship or not. Mm -hmm. Like he's held it down my entire life. And so, like, if he needs something, I'm definitely going to do it. But, like, you know, it it's all in your delivery. Like, respect that, like, I'm doing a lot of different things right now. Plus, I'm adulting it as my own, which is enough shit. Man. Enough. It's hard out here. Okay. So, Alex. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um, Let's play some games. So, okay. this is it. And then I'll let you go. So this is the part of the show that I want to call Would You Rather Apocalypse Theory Series. Okay. okay. I like anything apocalyptic. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. So like, think of it kind of like, did you ever watch A Thousand Ways to Die? Yes. Okay. So I'm kind of framing it that if there could be A Thousand Ways to Die, Which there one would could you be pick? a thousand different apocalypse scenarios that could kill you. Okay. Right? Yes. 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 Okay. So here are yours. And yes, you have to pick one. Okay. Okay. And you're a Sagittarius. So I'm pretty sure you you'll commit. I will. That's what. I'm gonna really sit here yeah, and try to think. You this go way. with it. Okay. Yes. So, would you rather exist in a post-apocalyptic America with a fast-moving zombies that you had to cut the head off to die? B, an alien invasion and the humans that are left are used as breeding crossbred human 
alien babies. Or C, a dog-eat-dog type of life where all the people left are cannibals and you never know any real shelter or peace. Oh, B, easily. So I'm just having a baby with an alien? I might actually like the nigga. <laughs> duh. Like, duh. Like, this might be a cool little guy. Girl. And we just don't have this little alien mixed breed baby. Like, that's my baby. That's my baby daddy. Yes. I love Alex. <laughs> I love. See, this is how me and Alex pretty much bonded the first time. On some weird, like, what? Because I've asked a few people this just because I, when these questions came to me, it was just like another thing yeah. like in the bathroom. I was like, ooh. And I love the question. So I asked a few people. Nobody picks B. That's like the- everybody's picking fast moving zombies. And I'm like, why? Fuck no. They're why? all saying that because they'll, they won't have no chance of living. It was like, oh, you'll just die real soon because the zombies will get you. But why not have my alien husband that might possibly give me a great life? (laughs) I'm thinking about like the positive. Like if I fed into this and I'm just like, you know, you're pretty cool. And he's like, you know, (laughs) you're right. But we're going to have this baby to take over the world. I'm like, you're right. Alex, there's a book. There's a book similar to that. I I just feel like. I'm 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 leveling up my chances of having a great life. I so why not be happy with my alien husband and baby? Dead. I'm absolutely dead. Um, I said yes, and even I was saying yes with the idea that I would be like, just like bred, like in you know in cuffs, never leaving a breeding area. Hmm. I would eat. I was saying yes even under those circumstances. Okay, even that circumstance. <laughs> wink at somebody hey yeah. art come on now. yeah <laughs> hey, even under captivity okay i'm trying to smooth talk my way into a better situation leave me out of it thank you man women are something else are we <laughs> a traditional woman hey, for that alien <laughs> hey hello hello let me tell you about us women i'll tell you how to get them <laughs> okay so now on to question two alex how are you doing okay good <laughs> okay so Erase your brain. Okay. Make like you're someone who believes in reincarnation. I do. And answer. Oh, okay. We'll get Come into on. that one day. And answer the following questions. Okay. One. When you come back to Earth, are you coming back as a female? Yes or no? No. Okay. Two. Will you still be black? Yes or no? No. Three. If you could only pick two people to come back on your journey as one, a a family member, but you don't get to pick what their relation is. Okay. Two, the other person, um, you'll meet them somewhere along your journey in life, but you don't get to pick who they, their relationship to you either. You don't get to pick how you meet them or who they end up being. Okay. Okay. So the first person, definitely my mom. Okay. Terry. She coming, she down for the ride. She different. She's she down. Honestly. She down. Um, honestly. And the second person, honestly, it'll be Monica. Just because nice. Monica been around since I met her with my freshman year in college. And me and her, 2014, she, after 2014, she's locked in for life. Yeah. So it would have to be Monica. Yeah. Okay. That's tight. Yeah. I, um. Can I tell you what I want to come back as though? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Tell us. Please. I have two options. Either you, I want, you have options. I do. Either I want to come back as Stormy. Okay. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I feel like if I had to pick She's a Kardashian baby to come back, I, I would yeah. come back as Stormy. She'll be all right. Yeah. She'll Stormy. Be right. Or a Chihuahua. Or a fucking Chihuahua. Okay. Have you ever oh seen a homeless God. Chihuahua? Yes, around here there are a lot. I ain't never seen a homeless. There are a lot of. But think of think of it like this. Think of it like this. Chihuahuas. They're hardly ever homeless, and then they like little and yappy, and people let them be yappy because they say, "Oh, it's a Chihuahua," so Mm -hmm. I want to be little and yappy and do whatever the hell I want to do, and can't nobody say nothing. Mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. No, ma'am. I would be a happy Chihuahua. No. And they live a long ass time. Wow. So that's my answer. They live a long ass time. They do. Wow. I don't, you don't know. Um, I know I'm definitely coming back as a black man. Um, I can't lie. I would want to taste some white privilege. I'll come back as a white man. Wow. Like, I the would. thing is, I haven't met a lot of black people who say that they don't want to come back black. You one of the first. Well, I'm the first to answer. You are one of the first. I would be curious. Like I would I would be very You're curious to come back as a white man and walk around America as a white man and see and just know just slaying my dick and just walk around the thing like is, it's nothing. What would be fucked up is you come back and ain't got no money. Ain't no way I'm gonna be a broke white man. Hey, it don't make no, no way. sense. No, it don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. It don't make sense. It don't make no I ain't sense. Coming back as no broke white. Even it if don't I make come no back sense. broke, I'm gonna make money as a white Bro, man. Bro, what y'all been doing all this time? Y'all ain't make no money. Like, come on now. What y'all been doing all this time? You y'all ain't made no money. Ahead it's of me. us now. So leave us out of it. It's us now. But y'all had your turn. What y'all do? Y'all wasn't making no money. Once it was again. set up to win. You were set up to win. Set That's on y'all. Up. That's so, on y'all. If I can I would come back. Like I know people want to sit there and be like, "Oh, I'll come back as a black man." I'm gonna be keep it real. I would come back as a, no, as a as white a man. man. I'm coming back. I want to be. I want to be. Ooh. Mm, I mean, I what's how a black man would you want to come back? I, being North yeah. West would also be cool. Okay. Um. I, I think she'll be all right. Um, but what kind of black man, man, if I could be like fucking. Um, <laughs> Would you come back as one of the black men we like? Yeah, one of the ones <laughs> I like for sure. Serge Ibaka. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Idris Elba, too. I could be back to do the be 2000s shit, with. Surge, I'm Surge. Please stop fucking with me, bitch. You come back as an ain't shit nigga. That's no, what you would come back I, as. No, I would like to think I would be a nice gentleman, but I'm just fine as fuck. Okay, I'm okay, fine so as Surge, fuck. Yeah, the fuck. Ooh, and chocolate. Ooh. How tall would you be? Ooh, I'm Surge Ibaka. I'm Surge Ibaka height. I'm six eight or some shit. Yeah, I'm yeah. six eight. Nothing too, you know. With nice scared. shoulders, cause his shoulders mm. are so Ta. nice. Boof. Arms. Nice shoulders. Boy, all that. I'm fine. And I know it. I'm fine and I know it. I'm coming back as a gonna be a nice man. I know it. I'm gonna be a gentleman. I'm gonna be tied up early. She's gonna get me in high school. I'm gonna fall in love with her ass. It's gonna be me and her. Thank you all for tuning in to yet another episode of a Beautiful Mind podcast. Please make to make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you are streaming from. And follow the podcast at A Beautiful Mind Pod. Alex, you already said y'all can't find her, maybe, but no, for now. Well, if you if you made it this far, 
Ooh. It's A underscore S H A L A I. Look, Alex holds Alex holds out to the last minute. Okay? Don't play with her. Thank She's you. not one of them. 